Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello everyone from Mamma Mia, welcome back to The Spill. It's your daily pop culture fix. I, of course, am Melissa Mason. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin and that was beautiful off the cuff work there, Mel. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so it is Friday. It is, of course, we can watch time, but just quickly, let's get through some admin. We have another episode of The Watch dropping this Sunday. Now this month it is all about the bear on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't finished watching that, what are you doing? It's my favourite show of the year. Go watch that tonight and tomorrow, and then that will drop in your feeds on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. And then Monday is a public holiday for us here in New South Wales, and we don't usually do episodes on public holidays, but, you know, we had to give you something special this time around, so we have an emergency episode because Laura and I went to see Don't Worry Darling, and we just simply had to talk about it. You had to. Exactly. It's the movie event of the year. So much to say. We had Plenty of thoughts. The movie doesn't hit Aussie cinemas until next Thursday, so that one's going to be a spoiler-free little just review, I suppose. There will be like an after-credits scene. We kind of went into our Marvel era, did a couple of spoilers at the end, so you can skip that if you haven't seen the movie. So don't worry, darlings. (laughs) (laughs) That was stunning. Oh, God, so lame. Now that we've got that out of the way, today we are talking about Chloe Moretz, who has come out and said that actually memes made about her body when she was young were pretty messed up. Also, we have Weekend Watch for you, but first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Today, the trailer for Italian filmmaker Luca Guadagnino's latest film, Bones and All, starring it boy of the moment, Timothy Chalamet, has finally been released. So Bones and All is a coming-of-age romantic horror led by Timmy and Taylor Russell as outsiders Lee and Marin who join together for a thousand-mile road trip across the US. But... This is a love story with a serial killer cannibal twist and all of the roads lead back to the pair's somewhat disturbing pasts. The fact that I guess like cannibals are having a real moment, that's a whole other story. There's a lot to unpack there, but hey, this is one of the most anticipated films left for the year. There's a lover in the story, but the story's still the same. There's a lullaby for suffering and a paradox to blame. I didn't know I had permission to murder and to maim. You want it darker? We kill the flame. You don't think I'm a bad person? Hey, baby, baby. All I think is that I love you look like the kind that's convinced himself he's got this under his thumb. But you pull on one little thread and... I'm ready. My lord. 
So, you know, it sounds pretty creepy. The film recently debuted at the Venice Film Festival, where it won the Silver Lion for Best Direction and the Emerging Star Award for Taylor Russell. Festival reviews are extremely positive. Critics have been raving. The Timmy fans are already in a tizzy, of course. So Bones and All arrives in cinemas on November 23rd. Chloe Moretz has given an interview with Hunger Magazine to promote her new series coming to Prime Video, The Peripheral. But one revelation that's making headlines is her reaction to her body being turned into a meme in 2016. So at the time, Chloe was actually 19. She'd been famous since she was 12 because of, of course, her role in Kick-Ass, which mm-hmm. we'll remember. And she says she wasn't actually aware of the fame craziness until she turned 18. And she doesn't really explain that, but I assume that her parents had shielded her a bit from all of the paparazzi and all of the like, you know, mania that happens. But then it all blew up. She says, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was 18 and doing a red carpet. I walked off of it and I felt so much self-loathing and was really confused about the experience that just went down. I was really unwell after that. There was this complete jarring shift in my consciousness. I questioned who I was. So she explains that she went to therapy for that because when she was a kid, she got to kind of have her public Chloe and her private Chloe. Mm, And then that had just all imploded when she turned 18. And then came this viral meme based on a paparazzi photo of her. Okay. So to recap, you may not remember this photo and it was a bit of a non-event on its own. Like Mm. Chloe looks great. She's in a black t-shirt, black shorts. She's got heels on. She's walking out of a pizza shop. And I think people memed it not actually to make fun of her actual body, but because it's a black shorts and tee, and then she's got like these amazing long legs and her heels, which obviously accentuate your leg. It was an easy photo to like manipulate, to like make her torso shorter and her legs longer. And so people initially did that just as like a funny, like it doesn't look like ha ha, we're making fun of Chloe's body. It looks like we're making a silly photo out of an existing photo and like overtly elongating her legs, if that makes sense. But then that morphed into people teaming that image up with this family guy character called Legs Go All The Way Up Griffin, which was like an aunt or great aunt. I can see it in my mind. Yes. I don't watch Family Guy, but if you Google that image, she's basically got legs actually to her armpits. Mm -hmm. It's again, a joke, right? Yeah. So I actually don't think anyone was intending by any of this to be like, Chloe, your body looks terrible or anything. But it actually really affected her. And we have to remember that this is a 19-year-old girl, right? Like I was so physically insecure in Mm -hmm. my teenage years Mm -hmm. and your body's changing. You're really coming to terms with how it looks. Plus adding the Hollywood pressure to look a certain way. I can completely understand why this hit her so hard. I was thinking back to my own experiences of being like 19, early 20s, and I think that was actually the worst time for me in terms Mm. of body image. And we talk a lot about like when you're a younger teen, sort of your 15s, 16s, and your body is changing really rapidly and coming to terms with that. But for me, it really hit later in the teens when your body sort of settles and then you have to get used to your adult quote-unquote body. Yes. And so the idea of the entire world picking that apart. And even if it wasn't necessarily malicious in intent, just the like hyper awareness that millions of people on the internet are looking at your body. Yes. Just like makes me feel sick. And it would be easy to take a silly meme Mm. that actually didn't have anything really to do with your body and to take that incredibly personally when you have those insecurities that you're still working through. Because I think everybody has insecurities about their body or their whole life Mm. to a degree, but particularly, like you said, in that age where you're just coming to terms with this being the body that you have now as a woman. So it's quite awful. And like reading about it, I was like, wow, like 
it's kind of interesting how we're now looking back at the way that we spoke in particular about female celebrities in the past. And this is only like five years ago, six years ago. This isn't that long in the past. But it's interesting how we used to just do this, you know, the best and worst body magazine covers. We used to just freely talk about people's bodies on the internet. It's only been a few years since we sort of stopped doing those worst dressed on the red carpet kind of takes and instead focusing more on like, this dress is pretty crazy Mm. or like this outfit is a choice, but not so (laughs) much like she looks like, you know, a giant toilet paper roll or whatever. Like we've kind of moved away from that, but this was literally about her body. And I think another thing that we've learned a lot, I guess in the last six years is how brutal things like body dysmorphia can be because in the interview she sort of has a quote where she says that she, you know, confided in a friend that this was affecting her and the friend was like, oh, get over it, like it's funny. And that is like so alarming to me. It's like if you're a young woman and you're confiding in someone like, oh, this is like hurting my feelings, you would hope that you're surrounded with people who would take that on board and just be like, well, I can completely understand that. How can I help? Like, let's talk it out at least. Well, though, because I can kind of understand that because I think when I was looking at this, I was like, this is clearly very much a joke. Like it's not like they're taking the original image and then side-by-siding it to the family guy image. It's like they've extended her legs Mm. and then they've gone, oh, now it looks like the family guy. So I kind of get where the friend was coming from in that they just don't get it, but that's exactly it. You can't be in someone's head and understand it. And I think what it really says to me is – keep this stuff to a group chat. Like we're going to make jokes. You can create funny stuff out of anything. Like you can morph people's faces or whatever, but it's like, if you're going to do things like that about celebrities, I think we forget that they're real people and that when these things go viral, it's like, cool, you're getting cred because you made a funny meme. But now that meme is actually about someone's body and she's now seeing it everywhere and she's 19 and it's going to affect her. You know, like there's a lot of factors. It's almost like a snowball effect where the things that we do on the internet about celebrities don't just live inside their own cosmos of like us and our friends and like other people on the internet that don't know Chloe Moretz. They Mm. actually get to the person at some point and then you have to go, would I be happy with her seeing this with no context or would I not? I think we compartmentalise, right? We see celebrity as like an untouchable thing that's sort of othered from our experience or like our internet. Mm. Like our internet is also the celebrity's internet. There's no separate internet where they can avoid seeing this shit. And I think we don't think like, well, I'm going to make this stupid joke on Twitter or I'm going to post this weird meme and they're going to see it because we just don't think that they will see it. And even if they don't see it, like they have mates, they've got families, they have their people, their team Mm. who are seeing this thing all the time. So even if they for their sort of, I guess, and we see it a lot now with celebrities who don't go on Instagram, for example, because of their mental health or whatever, they have people who will see it. And so this doesn't live in some kind of separate reality away from them. Yeah, I think on one hand, it's like stay off the internet a bit more because this stuff's always (laughs) going to happen. And we can't like, I don't also don't think I can get like preachy about this and be like, oh, we can't ever say anything funny about a celebrity in case it upsets them because we don't know what's going on in their Mm. internal life. Mm. But on the other hand, I think it just is a, a reminder for us to be more cautious with how we speak on the internet, what we do on the internet, and a reminder that, you know, celebrities are real people with real feelings. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. 
Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I finished my work week on my couch, ordered some food. It's time for Week and Watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. Okay, so Chelsea, <laughs> I can't stop laughing because I always do this. So I don't usually get to do weekend watch, everyone that's listening, as mm-hmm. you probably know, because you all listen to every episode, right? Every single episode. <laughs> so I don't get to do weekend watch. And then every time it comes around to the time that I do get to do it, I have to like ruin it for myself and for everybody else and throw a curveball in. And so I think the last time I did it, I talked about Prison Break, which is like an ancient show. (laughs) And the rule is meant to be it's a new show that no one knows about yet. Today I'm doing Weekend Listen. I love this. I love that Laura goes away and you're just like, fuck the rules. I can see her listening right now being like, what are you doing? Stop immediately. Hey, hey, we love a rule breaker. We love a rule breaker. I'm such a rule breaker. So I was going to recommend Blonde Mm -hmm. on Netflix because it's out now if you need to know about that. It came out on Wednesday. I watched it. I hated it. I can't recommend it to you. It is two hours and 45 minutes too long. Too long. That's the entire length of the movie. I Mm. think it could have stopped after one minute. (laughs) I have to say Anna de Armas, incredible in it. I will give her like, she deserves an Oscar. She's amazing. Maybe watch a bit of it just for her because she's amazing. But other than that, you don't need to watch it. Moving (laughs) along. I'm going to recommend instead something that you listen to while you clean your house or you do a meal prep. I'm glad my mum died by Jeanette McCurdy. Now that sounds intense Mm. and it is an intense book, but to just go back quickly, Jeanette McCurdy, in case you don't know who that is, she played Sam Puckett on iCarly and then on Sam and Cat. So she's probably a huge part of your youth in some Mm -hmm. capacity. You'd know her if you saw her. She's got like the blonde fringe. My name is Samantha Puckett. I'm from Seattle and I love fried chicken. I actually didn't watch iCarly, but she talks a lot about throwing around this like butter bar in like a sock or something and that was like her classic Her character was gag. like the sarcastic, snarky, kind of like cool one contrasted to Carly who was like sort of manic and like wee. Okay, yes. Okay, this makes a lot of sense. And so on the cover it's chaos. It's her holding an urn and it's like this sort of weird Sweet Valley High vibes cover. And so immediately you're like, what is this about? Coming out with a book, a memoir called I'm glad my mom died is pretty chaotic. And look, a word of warning to anyone who has fractured relationships with their mother, particularly in the sort of psychological or emotional abuse side of things, this probably isn't for you. I've had a few friends say to me, I can't read that book because I just have such a broken relationship with my mum. And there is so much harrowing stuff in there. And I don't want to get into it because it's kind of part of why the book is really gripping. But yeah, definite emotional and psychological abuse warning here. Beyond that, she's also talking about growing up as a child star. And that's the part that I think I wasn't expecting from this book was how shocking this was for me. You know, child stars, it kind of sits in this weird murky space where we're like, Mm. oh, wow, you're such an amazing actor. And like, we need children in movies. They make sense in movies, right? We need them. But at the same time, the life that they live, and obviously Jeanette's experience isn't necessarily every child star's experience, but her experience I'm sure is mirrored in many other child stars and it is relentless work. She starts when she's six. I think she says she does dance classes 
once a day for an hour a day, every day of the week, plus an acting class. She goes to dialect classes. She goes to auditions. She's practicing for auditions. It's like every minute of her day is taken up from the age six onward with work for acting. And it's all kind of fueled by her mum, as I'm sure you can expect from the name of this book, mm-hmm. and her mother's ambitions over Jeanette's. And you just then think, like reading this book, I was like, oh my gosh, we really need to rethink how we're approaching child acting because how many of these kids are pushed into this stuff and not actually wanting to be there and not actually wanting to make that sacrifice of their childhood. It's an incredible book. I'm specifically recommending the audiobook because she reads it. And I think it's really powerful hearing a memoir read by the actual person who experienced it. You got to get past it a little bit at the beginning. She's got quite a monotone voice. And at first I was like, wait, have I got speed up on my audiobook? Because <laughs> she talks really fast, but it grows on you. She's incredible. It's an amazing audiobook. I'm about halfway through. If you have read it, please come and talk to us in the Spill Facebook group. I'd love to talk to some people about it. Okay, so I have a more traditional weekend watch recommendation. This is a weekend watch, not a weekend listen. Everyone's like, phew, something (laughs) normal. (laughs) So I am recommending a pretty under-the-radar Netflix film that I stumbled upon mostly because Netflix algorithms must know that I like anything poppy. Mm. So it is called I Used to Be Famous. It is about Vince. So Vince is the former lead singer of a boy band in like the peak boy band eras of like the early 2000s. Okay, and this is fiction, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So he's been down on his luck ever since. He's, you know, never had the solo career. Meanwhile, he's watched his former bandmate have like a Harry Styles, JT kind of like level solo career. Ah, right. But we meet him sort of 20 years down the track and he has dreams of a musical comeback. It's not going to plan though. So after a day of being rejected over and over and over just by like the bars in his local area, he busks on the street and this leads to an impromptu jam session with an autistic young drummer named Stevie. That was awesome. This is in a famous band, Mum. You were in Stereo Dream. What are you here for? I think I'm lost, you know. And now you are found. What do you want more than anything else in this entire world? I want to go to the music school. Don't need nobody. Sing a little bit lower next time. So this meeting becomes a catalyst for like the most beautiful, unexpected friendship. It was just the most uplifting, mm. wholesome, like charming watch. I, I got a little misty eyed in the end. It was really lovely. So Ed Screen, he was the original Dario in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Okay. So he is Vince and Leo Long plays Stevie and Leo himself is autistic and a drummer and an actor. Oh, so great. Like, perfect for the role. He's spoken a lot in interviews about the incredible support that he had to ensure that the portrayal was authentic and also that he felt safe and secure on That's set. So good. Just really lovely. It's fairly formulaic and somewhat predictable, but I didn't even care because it was just so so nice. Sometimes you just want that from a film too. You just want to sit down and know like exactly what you're getting, that you're going to feel good at the end of it. Exactly. So it is called I Used to Be Famous and it is on Netflix now. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. I am away next week. Mel, you're here all week, right? I am again. I'm here all week again. <laughs> I am off. because Can I'm... I get another weird thing through weekend watch? We will see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm off because I'm turning 30. Um, don't Woo-hoo! talk to me about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so this episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Chelsea McLaughlin and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Insta. Bye. Bye. Na, 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 na